Hey, Cross Trainers, Donny P coming at you like a bomb on uh, the 12th of March, 2023, Sunday night, 8.30 here in the land of Oz. So hope you're having a good 2023 so far. Uh, this is my first podcast for the year. I've been a little bit slack, but uh, everything takes time. And, you know, I've been enjoying life with the family and uh, just doing other things. But um, I really want to focus on, on the Word of God uh, this year more than any other year because every year that goes by it, it sort of really dawns on me how relevant the word of God is and how important it is to know it and to internalize it so tonight I want to talk to you about truth and what it is various definitions of it and uh, yeah just unpack it a little bit um, in terms of what scripture says about it but yeah just make some general comments so I'd kick it off with John 18.38 where uh, Jesus was appearing before Pilate just before he was about to get crucified and Pilate says to Jesus, what is truth? And I would really like to have been around to have heard the intonation that Pilate actually used, whether it was sort of a dismissive comment like, huh, what's truth anyway, who really cares, doesn't matter, or what is truth? Um you know, tell me what it is. I, it, it's a genuine question and I have no clue. So, yeah, it would have been very interesting. But straight after he said that, he went out to the crowd and said, I find no fault in this man. Um, so Jesus certainly got him thinking about that subject. And I've been thinking about it too, because it's uh, it's a very profound subject. And if we don't know what truth is, then we're always going to get set up for failure and uh, we'll get a kicking by the enemy because he's a thief and he loves to steal, kill and destroy. But we can defeat him by the word of truth and by being in relationship with the word, a.k.a. Jesus, who is truth. So he is the word and he is truth. So if we know him and know his word, then um, there's nothing the enemy can do to us. And in fact, as a well-known preacher says a lot, um, as in Andrew Womack, he says, Satan cannot do anything to you without your express uh, permission, your consent and your cooperation because Jesus died to give us a complete victory over the enemy. And once we confess Christ as our saviour, the enemy has no authority over us other than what we give him. So, that's a separate topic, but it's a profound one, and I'd encourage you to research that because if you're not having victory in whatever area, then um, it's not that Jesus has gone asleep or gone on a holiday or whatever, and he's not hearing you. He's he's gone tone deaf for the moment or something. Um, what it really comes down to is what are we actually allowing? What are we doing? Um, you know, to to cause this because Jesus wants us to walk in victory and he provided us with the word, with himself, with the Holy Spirit, um, with so much. So it's really up to us. But yeah, that's a different subject. So in terms of truth, I I find it interesting in terms of what dictionaries say about it. Um, You know, you, you would think that when referring to a dictionary, it would give you a a uh, pretty solid definition of various things, including truth. But um, I looked at the Oxford Learner's Dictionary. It says truth is a noun, and it's 
true facts about something rather than things that have been invented or guessed. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fair. Um, And here's an interesting one uh, from the Cambridge Dictionary. It says the real facts about a situation, event or person, and that's also fair. Um, But then it goes on and it says, it's a fact or principle that is thought to be true by most people. Well, that's actually a contradiction in terms because just because most people think something is true doesn't mean that it is actually true. Um, you know, that, that was quite fascinating that they said that. And then you've got, um, let's see, yeah, the Webster's Dictionary definition of truth, a noun, quality or state of being true, the body of real things, events, facts, actuality, a judgment proposition that is true or accepted as true. Well, there it comes up again. Uh, something that is true or accepted as true. Well, that is not what truth is. Um, the Macmillan Dictionary. Actual facts are information about something rather than what people think, expect or make up. An idea that is accepted by most people as being true. So here we have three major dictionaries um, giving us an untrue definition of what truth is because truth is, um, it's, it's eternal, it's static, it's stable, it's unchangeable. Um, whether a majority of people believe in it or whether they don't doesn't make something true. Um, in fact, it usually makes it the opposite of truth. And uh, here's an interesting thing I heard on some TV show where someone was going, oh, you know, you've got to be faithful to your truth. Well, truth is not something that an individual can define uh, because when you think about it, if that was the case and I wanted to define truth for myself, well, my truth may be different to your truth, which is different to someone else's truth. And if we hang on to our version of truth, then there's going to be conflict. Um, you know, it's it's uh, not a subjective thing. It's a uh, an actual factual thing that is unchangeable. And Jesus is truth and his word is truth. Um, so I, I find it interesting that the dictionaries, um, a number of dictionaries are trying to say that it's whatever is accepted by most people as being true. Um, that is so completely wrong. Um, no wonder this world is screwed up uh, when when you have a dictionary saying that. But quite often, like various uh, versions of quote-unquote scripture that have been doctored, such as the New World Translation by the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Book of Mormon or whatever you want to call, um, you know, various organizations have scriptures, but it doesn't mean that it's the unadulterated version of scripture. But if you're ignorant, then you're you're just going to fall for the three-card trick. And um, as a preacher named Andrew Womack says, ignorance is what kills you. Um you know, my, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, says the word. So it's not my words, it's uh, what God has actually said. And the enemy is a thief. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. And so 
if he can get you thinking the wrong thing about truth, then he's already had a pretty good uh, crack at your life and building a stronghold in your life. Um, so yeah, truth is not subjective. It's not personalized. It's static and stable and it's eternal and it's unchangeable. So that's uh, not just my definition, but that is literally what truth is. So let's have a look at a couple of scriptures. But yeah, that, that thing that Pilate said or asked Jesus, I don't know if it was a snide comment or whether he was actually wanting to know what it was, but it's very profound and it's recorded in scripture. And I I, I think the, the reason that it's there is God wants us to ask ourselves that question. Well, what is truth? How do I find what's true? Um, the answer to that is research what the scriptures say. It's literally the instruction book for life. Um, so enough said on that. But um, John eight thirty two it says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. But also what our preacher said, the truth will only set you free in the proportion that you know it. So if you don't know it, if you just parrot it off, but you don't actually know it, then there's there's no freedom in that. You've, you've got to engage with, with the truth. You've got to research it. You've got to study it. You've got to internalize it. You've got to speak it. You've got to think it. You've, you've got to make it yours. And then you will be free. And vice versa, in fact. Like, if you're trying to make up your own version of truth, then... That's that's a dead end, uh, and you'll find that out in time, as many of us have. Um, so, my suggestion to you, would uh, dear listener, uh, <laughs> would would be to uh, stop trying to manufacture your own truth before you find out the hard way that it isn't truth at all. It's just your perception or your idea of what you want to be true. But just because you want it to be true doesn't mean that it is true. So I suggest finding a source that can be relied on as truth. And there's only one of those, and it's called the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, and Jesus Christ himself. Um, so John sixteen thirteen, 13, uh, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So if you don't know what truth is, or if you've uh, had a subjective definition of it to suit your own uh, situation, which is delusional and deception, um, ask the, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is here. Um, Jesus said that, uh, you know, it's better that he went because the Holy Spirit would come. And the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which is uh, part of the Holy Trinity, uh, God himself, the spirit of truth, uh, he will guide us into all truth. But we've got to ask him to do that. And if we're open, if we genuinely want to know, uh, there's no person out there that is genuinely seeking God that God will not honor and lift up and uh, God will, uh, you know, uh, be found by that person that diligently seeks him. That's also in scripture. Um John, John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So, you know, that's the, the definition. The word of God is truth. No one else uh, can claim that. Um, 
every man, woman, child uh, has been or is a liar and God is not a man that he could lie. So anything he utters is truth. Um, So best that we go with his definition rather than one of ours. So Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. So comes back to what I was saying. If you're calling on God, but you're not calling on him in truth, chances are you may not be answered. Or if he does answer you, then it might be a two by four rather than a pat on, on the back because he loves us. He's a good father. And if we're in deception or if we're lying to ourselves or other people, um, ultimately, if we keep doing it, that's when he'll trot out the stick and go, look, um, that's pretty dumb. I want you to come back onto the, the straight and narrow. And if I have to discipline you and correct you to do that, like any good father would and does, then that's what he'll do. Second um, Timothy 2.15, it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. So this scripture tells me that, well, firstly, um, there is a wrong way to divide the word of truth. Um, but it's talking about rightly dividing the word of truth. And so if you're rightly dividing the word of truth, you're letting scripture uh, be its own source, be its own reference point. So um, in the scriptures as well, it says here a little, there a little. So you've got to let the Bible interpret itself and read the whole verse or chapter, um, the, the train of thought from the author concerned to actually get the context. Look at who the book is addressed to, what the theme is, um, what the chapter's talking about, and look for various cross-references. Um, you know, like the the Gospels are, are very much like that. They're, they're told by different authors, but, you know, it's the individual's perception of, of the same thing, but it's, uh, it's consistent, and um, it also gives insight into various aspects of the context and the situation according to the uh, the author um, but it all sticks together uh, so let scripture interpret itself so that's what's rightly dividing the word of truth um, yeah and how it says do your best to present yourself as one approved well yeah a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed well if we're not reading the word and uh, you know, then we ultimately will be ashamed because we'll come unstuck and Jesus doesn't want us to do that. But if we're not using the instruction book for life, then um, one of these days he'll just say, when he meets us, he'll just go, look, I I gave you my word. I, I went to the cross. Um, I put you in relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, that the Father was there. I'm I'm here um, what else could I do? I've, I've done everything, um, but you still didn't get it. I mean, what's, what's up with you? Um, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to be happy if, if we're not taking advantage of everything that he did in, in a right way. I'm not talking about a wrong way to use his sacrifice because there are wrong ways uh, to do things. But yeah, I'm, I'm talking about taking advantage in a right way of what Jesus died at the cross to give us. Um, and he he died to give us truth. 
uh, to set us free from bondage of lies of the enemy. Um, so Ephesians 6.14, it talks about the belt of truth. Um, in Roman days, uh, the, the belt uh, basically sort of held everything in place at, with all of the other armour. And if the belt wasn't on, chances are some of the armour would fall off. Um, so the belt of truth is critical to all of the armour uh, that, that we wear. And, um, you know, our weapons are mighty for pulling down strongholds. And strongholds are where demons dwell. They they inhabit strongholds. But, you know, pretty much every single stronghold you can think of comes back to a, well, the, the root cause, which is a lie. Um, there's always lies in strongholds. So the only way to identify a stronghold and the lie is to read what the word says so you know what the truth is, so you can identify where the strongholds are. And there you can actually take action and you can uh, repent uh, of whatever caused that to to take place. And I, I think if we're honest, we've all done that. We've all uh, in the past or even in, in the present allowed ourselves to get into situations where we've put out a welcome mat for the enemy and it's time to just get rid of that mat and get, and get rid of the enemy and get rid of any strongholds, you know, over over our lives. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone because I've got four coming back at me. I'm just uh, encouraging everyone and myself to seek truth. Um, and John 4.24, uh, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, he said, God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth, you know. Um, and, it, and it goes on to say that the Father is seeking such to worship him. So we've, we've got to worship God in truth and in the spirit, um, you know, because Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God the Father, they can see into our, our hearts and out of our hearts where the issues of life flow from in our lives and they they see and know everything so there's no point in going to the holy spirit god the father or uh jesus and saying one thing yet not intending it because they'll just call you out as as being a a fake and they won't fall for that you you, you can basically deceive any man um by being a a good liar and uh truth be said i used to be a pretty good liar um you know, but yeah, I I, I want to turn away from that. Um, but quote unquote good liar, that's an oxymoron because there's actually no such thing. But yeah, people lie in this world and, you know, to get advantage, to deceive and yeah, promote themselves or whatever. And, you know, I've done that in the past as, you know, I'm sure you have if you're, if you're being honest. I'm, I'm not going to come here on this podcast and go, oh no, I've never told a lie, because uh, that is a lie. <laughs> that, that, that's a lie in itself. So I'm, I'm not going to pretend that uh, I've never done it, because I certainly have. Um, you know, but First John 3.18, it says, let us not live with speech, but with actions and in truth. So you can say one thing, but what matters is what you actually do. Um, that that's the thrust of, of that 
and Psalm 119 verse 160, it says, all your words are true. You know, coming back to what I was saying, like, if you want a definition of truth, go to the Bible. Um, the, the word of God is spirit and, and it's life, but not only that, it's true. Um, James 1.18, he chose to give us uh, birth through the word of truth. So we're born again through the word of truth. We come into a realization of who we are in Christ, um, our, our new life in Christ, and it's revealed through the word of truth. In um, Psalm 25 verse 5, it, it says, Guide me in your truth and teach me. Uh, we, we need to ask God to do that uh, because man of and by himself may, may have their own definition of what truth is, but it's not God's definition. So uh, the psalmist there was saying, look, I need to know your truth. I need you to teach me. And this is exactly what we should be asking God to do for us because he's the only one that can define what truth is. Uh, no human is qualified to do that. Uh, we, we have to go to the source, the fountain of truth, which is the word of God, the spirit of God, Jesus. Um, you know, they are truth. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just so profound. Um, third John one to four, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So, this is the Apostle John, the last Apostle, apparently, of Jesus uh, that was alive um, on the Isle of Patmos there. Uh, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, separated uh, out there and, uh, you know, he, he wrote Revelation from there under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through Jesus. And um, he was saying, well, there's no greater joy to him as a minister then to know that believers are walking in the truth. Because see, when we're walking in, in the truth, then obviously we're not walking in error. And, um, you know, scripture also says, thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp un unto my path. Um, you know, that's the, the Donny version, but it's, it's similar. I encourage you to look it up. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path actually, from, uh, yeah, thinking about it. I, I sort of nearly got it. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we need God to illuminate our life, uh, to show us where to walk, where to tread, um, because without the word of God uh, and Jesus and the spirit of truth, um, we'll, we'll just be stumbling around like blind people. Um, you know, there is a better way. And First uh, John one six it says, if we claim to have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not live in in truth. So, yeah, it's it's not what we speak; it's what we do. And I say that to myself, um, you know. And also, we we're given guidance as to how to get our minds working effectively, and I need to do this myself. Um, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things, you know, so whatever we're thinking about will um, be internalized into our heart, come out of our mouths and uh, create um, our, our destiny, basically, 
Uh, so whatever you speak, you actually own. And I'm saying this to myself. So let's get smarter about what we speak because the enemy often trips us up to, to say stuff that we don't want. But when we're putting words out there, words are very powerful and um, they create the context or the the track on which our life runs. So we've got to speak the 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 truth and think the truth um so we can have have the opportunity to walk in truth and ephesians four fifteen it says speak oh, well yeah speaking the truth in love so you know we we aren't out to wound people to hurt or uh, offend people but uh, given the state of this world just speaking the word of god will offend people because there's many people out there that hate Jesus hate the the sacrifice that he made and hate believers in him. Um, so if you're speaking the the truth in love, it'll often be regarded as hate speech and you'll be vilified for it. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of a story that I uh, saw on YouTube just last week about a young man in Canada uh, who was in a Catholic uh, college and all he did was say that men and women are different and he got ostracized he actually got thrown out of the school and then he got arrested for saying that but Canada unfortunately has uh, lurched to the left uh, Justin Trudeau is a tyrant he's a dictator he's uh, squashed free speech um, you can only be a journalist if you don't say anything he regards as defamatory about him He's, he's a complete lunatic, and um, the sooner Canada punt that guy, the the better for everyone. But, yeah, he, he is a dictator. He doesn't want any opposition uh, to his left little, I don't know, whatever his, I don't know, nirvana or whatever he's trying to do. But he's, he's going to uh, find out that his house that he's building is built on sand and it will come crashing down because he doesn't know what truth is and he's trying to perpetuate his version of truth but that is not God's version of truth and so he will ultimately fail it'll take a little while but that will be the end of his story he will fail he'll get thrown out and hopefully God willing someone uh, that is a believer will come in and run Canada because um, yeah, it's pretty sad what's happening there, but most Western nations are headed down that track. But, you know, I'm not here to talk about politics. That's my own little version of the world. If you don't agree, well, okay, uh, maybe that's my version of truth. <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I'll come unstuck. Um, I actually don't think so, though, in that regard, because when you look at Trudeau um, and the things that he's doing that are against freedom and freedom of uh, religion and freedom of speech. Um, he is a tyrant. Um, but, you know, uh, the best thing is to pray for the guy. And if he doesn't wake up, pray that God will remove him. Um, and, yeah, Canada can be free. Um, but, yeah, that's another story. So uh, Psalm 33, verse 4, The word of the Lord is right and true. Um, you know, scripture interprets itself, you know, so if you want a definition of truth, you've, you've just got it right there. 
Psalm 33, verse 4, very profound. And 1 John 5, 20, that we may know him who is true. Jesus is truth. Um, you know, so knowing him is knowing what the truth is. And John 1, verse 14, Jesus was and is full of grace and truth. There is no falsehood in him whatsoever. Um, so if we know him, we'll, we'll know what the truth is. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, 6 and 7, um, don't delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. So we should actually be rejoicing about truth, um, knowing it, knowing the one that sent it and created it, knowing the fountain of truth, a.k.a. Jesus, uh, knowing the spirit of truth as in the Holy Spirit and God the Father. Um, you know, so uh, John fifteen twenty six, the spirit of truth goes out from the Father and testifies about Jesus. So the triune Godhead is all about truth and their message is consistent. Uh, they're all loving they're all full of truth and they're all focused on getting the message out. Uh, but Jesus is the one who, who came and lived as a man on this earth and sacrificed himself so that we would know what truth is and we would have a way out of the moral and ethical and spiritual, emotional, financial morass that would exist uh, if not for him. So he came and revealed truth. He revealed who he is and what he came to do to set the captives free. Like if you look at Luke four eighteen and Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, uh, that will, it, it basically gives the mission statement of Jesus, you know, healing the brokenhearted, setting the captives free, uh, binding, you know, up what was, what has been damaged. Um, yeah, just, just read that. That's, uh, that's what Jesus came to do. Um, so John 16, verse 7, the spirit of truth sent to us because Jesus left, as we said before. Um, you know, what, what a great thing. And it's, it's actually seriously the optimal thing that uh, the Holy Spirit came and Jesus left. Um, yeah, in so many different ways. And John eight forty four, 44, uh, Satan has no truth in him. He's a liar and the father of lies. And he's been like that from the beginning, whatever, whenever that was, prior to the garden, uh, when he chose to, uh, you know, turn his back on God and try and invent his own version of truth. But he came unstuck. He got thrown out of heaven for that. He got dispossessed of all of his angelic power. And the only power he now has is that which he usurped from Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, that's the only power he's got, and very soon he's going to lose that as well. But uh, he'll be paraded as a liar. Um, he'll be, well, he already has been put to an open shame. Uh, Jesus totally defeated him. He is a vanquished foe. Um, yeah, he's, he's a spiritual nobody. He, he likes to, you know, masquerade as, you know, an all-powerful individual but really he's 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 just a nobody when you know who you are in christ and when you know the truth the spirit of truth and uh when you know the word the enemy's just got nothing so don't listen to him or his lies uh, find out what truth is and the only way you can do that is by getting into the word of god 
because that will reveal truth to you if you stay in it long enough. Um, but if you're not in the word, uh, then you'll you'll accept either your definition of what truth is or someone else's, like maybe news commentators or someone that claims to be knowledgeable about whatever. Um, you know, so um, your own concocted version of truth is not truth at all, and neither is mine, and neither is anyone else's. The only thing that is true is Jesus' definition of truth, um, and that's himself, and that's his word. Uh, so if we're not into that, then we're going to come unstuck. Um, so here's, here's another thing. Deuteronomy eighteen twenty one to 22, it says that if a prophet claims to come from God and whatever he said doesn't come true, the Lord hasn't spoken that message and the person is a liar or has spoken presum- uh, presumptuously. Either way, God didn't say it because God is not a man that he could lie. So here we have the acid test of of a prophet. You know, if someone's going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a prophet. Um, well, okay. Uh, prove it, you know. Um, I'm sort of somewhat sceptical of someone that calls themselves various things. I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, I'm going to test the spirits about you and not, not that I'm looking for anyone to fail or anything, but, you know, people can call themselves anything for any reason, but I want to wait and see what the evidence is. And uh, if the evidence is that whatever they said didn't come true... Um, like has happened with many people that call themselves prophets and have given prophecies and they failed, uh, then, you know, um, I wouldn't be trusting anything they say. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, uh, people can, can sin and go off, off track and all of that. Um, all I'm saying is be careful. Maybe the person just got it wrong in that regard, but they might be right in other stuff. But I would encourage you to you know, put them to to the test. Um, look at a few things that they've said and did any of them come true? Um, if not, then um, I would not regard that person as, as a, a real prophet of God. They might be a prophet, but not from God. Um, so yeah, just uh, just be, be careful of that. Um, Ephesians 5, 9, the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. So what we're saying about fruit, look for the fruit, you know, look at uh, not not just words, but actions, deeds, and um, are those actions and deeds based around goodness and righteousness, and do they help other people? Are they centered around the individual that said it? Are they looking to, you know, leverage uh, some sort of advantage over someone, or are they helping and serving um, you know, test, test the spirits, you know, look at, uh, yeah, look, look for truth, but also while you're looking for truth, you're going to come across a lot of error as well. Um, so yeah, the, the world will tell you that you can determine or manufacture your own truth. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So yeah, that is actually a lie as we've said before. Um, so no human can manufacture their own truth because that is just a delusion and it has no basis. It's, uh, yeah, it's subjective, it's not objective and it's, it's, it's not eternal um, and it's, it's, it's not static. Um, it, it changes according to 
you know, the the, the weather or their perception or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so James 1, 13 and 14, it just says, well, you know, it's talking about our own evil desires being the issue. Um, that's something that uh, can't be uh, put at God's feet because everything he does is based on love. But with us humans, uh, we have our evil desires uh, bubbling up and, you know, we've, we've got to uh, put those under the water of baptism and keep them there, make sure the old man's dead, um, you know, and uh, not have the works of, of the flesh tempting us to uh, create strife and get our own way. So God is not the problem. We're, we're the problem, not not him. Um, he's given us the uh, the antidote uh, to all falsehood, but... We've got to be willing to actually explore it. We've got to be willing to engage with it. We've got to be willing to pray and to study and to meditate and, um, yeah, to literally seek truth. Uh, but as, as mentioned, Jesus, uh, he's, he's unchangeable. He, he says that in the Word, I, I, I change not. He hasn't had a personality transplant or, you know, he hasn't gone asleep, gone on a holiday or you know, gone deaf or any of that stuff, but um, our own sinful nature uh, prior to being believers separated us from God. But now uh, now that we know him, we, we know truth, we, we know the word, there, there is a better way. So, yeah, I, I just encourage everyone listening to this to um, get into the static uh, definition of truth, which is the word of God and Jesus himself. Don't try and invent your own truth because you'll come unstuck. That's a dead end. And you'll find out one day if you're doing it and you refuse to change that it is a dead end, but by then it may be too late. So seek God while he can be found because a time is coming uh, where uh, he He won't be found. And um, that will be the end of, of this age. Uh, he'll basically say, okay, the gospel has gone out, time's up. And uh, anyone that has not confessed and accepted him uh, will be under judgment. Well, in fact, in John 3, uh, it, it basically says that uh, anyone that hasn't accepted Christ is condemned all, already. Uh, it's sort of like being a prisoner on, on remand waiting for the judge to pass the final sentence. I mean, God is long-suffering, he's very patient, um, he wants to give us all time to uh, to change and to accept him. And um, on on that note, the only sin that will send us to the devil's hell is the rejection of Jesus. Uh, smoking won't, uh, sexual promiscuity, prostitution, whatever, you, any, any sin that you want to trot out, it's not going to send the individual to hell. It might help them get there but it's not going to send them there. The one and only sin that will send people to hell is the rejection of Jesus and what he did at the cross. That is literally what sends people to hell. But God doesn't send people there. People choose to go there and he just honors their choice. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into truth. And um, thanks for listening, everyone. I, I hope you have a great week and I hope you engage with, with the truth, with Jesus, with the word, and uh, you'll be blessed as, as a result. So talk to you next week. Bye for now.